And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I got rutabaga giblets all over my GPA. Summer school, here I come. I ordered bologna on wholemeal and rye. I got OJ on 2%. Who wants a pregame at the tailgate? I'll bring the root beer float. Roll Tide! Oh, jury Judy. Right in the middle of alimony season. Guess I won't be going to Lake Tahoe this fall. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, March 1st, 2024. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Hello to everybody. Joining us live, hit the like button. Hit the subscription button. Tell your friends, podcast listeners. Leave us a five-star rating and review. A little bit of housekeeping here. If you are a Survivor fan, maybe you're just getting into it. No Buffs is back, baby. Mm. Our Survivor recap pod, JD, TK, and myself, breaking down the two-hour premiere episode. We had a blast. A lot of laughs yesterday. Talking about the legend of Jelinski. (laughs) So that YouTube link to No Buffs is in the show notes. You can obviously uh, search for it on Apple and Spotify if you want to listen just to the podcast. But, uh, hey, great time to get in. Great start to the great season, Tass. I know you watched. I did. I did. Uh, two quick questions. How does it feel to be back oh, doing so, no buffs? Too good. Too Honestly, good. so good. Good. It's the most fun I have all week. Great. This, this is a chore, man. Not, not as fun. <laughs> Watching Survivor, talking about it with my buddies, it's easy. No, yeah. You okay. said Jolinski. Yeah. It's the guy's last name. Yeah. yeah. How do you go by your last name on the island? Well, it's usually, usually Probst would have to bestow that upon you, Jeff Probst. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, this guy just decided, hey, I'm a Jelinski. I'm Jelinski. <laughs> yeah. The guy's name is David. David? Daniel. 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 I, think I thought it was. Uh, anyway. Oh, it is. I think it is David. Well, who cares? It's Jelinski. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jelinski. Jelinski. That's Jelinski. why. It's I'm going to Jelinski it. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> Jelinski. What was, your second, what was your second question? Oh, I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys have oh, fun? Yeah, yeah you guys <laughs> love it. That was the first question. That was a fun no, head. Yeah, I, I want to see how how much fun you have going to week two, week to three, you know. Uh, it's going to be tough with no Jelinski, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, are you ready yeah. to have some fun on Sunday? Oh, of course. 2 p.m. I'm ready. We are going to be calling once again the College Park Skyhawks. They're taking on the G League Ignite team. It's a day game. It's kids' day here uh, in College Park in Atlanta area. So uh, you can check that out. I think this one's on ESPN+. Plus. I know it's on YouTube. So uh, if you want to hear the boys call another game, (laughs) Skyhawks Ignite, uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Oh, I think we might be talking about NBA TV for this one. Easy, easy, easy. Are we ready? Wow, this is a national game. (laughs) Call it a national game. Oh, geez. I wasn't nervous until now. (laughs) All right. The boys are back. (laughs) And uh, I want to make a a quick addendum uh, to a story I told yesterday. Okay, because we were okay. talking about wow. um, housekeeping. Yeah, we were talking you about a few good men last night. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I want the truth. No, uh, we were talking about um, 
you know, celebration mishaps. And I told the story about getting very, very drunk after we finally won a three-on-three tournament in Toronto back in the day. And uh, my buddy, Dub, Paul, wrote in and said, you forgot about the part that included Kieran, Ronnie, drinking beer from a squeezed-out bar rag. Oh, <laughs> oh, disgusting. Wow. That's disgusting. That's, <laughs> That's how drunk this man was. Heard. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> took it <laughs> like drinking a sock so I thought you needed well. to know that <laughs> okay good addendum yes <laughs> thank you I thought good it was worth addendum. it alright on today's drop podcast uh, we are going to predict talk out the all NBA teams you know there's like six weeks of uh, regular season basketball left so uh, we got to start thinking about the all NBA teams so we'll talk through that we got rapid fire but we had some games last night and I wanted to lump a couple of them together as we go through them We'll start at the top of the Western Conference standings because we had Wembenyama out-dueling OKC's Chet Holmgren to seal a Spurs win in the clutch. I mean, we'll get into that matchup, that duel, as NBA YouTube page likes to tell us all the time. And then we also had Michael Porter Jr. scoring 30 points as the Nuggets held off the Heat's fourth-quarter rally in a 103-97 victory. So, you know, Thunder lose, Nuggets win. Obviously, the Wolves are still above them, but... uh, Let's begin there. Your thoughts. I can't help but start with Chet versus Wemby. Yeah, yeah. Round three of this this battle. And Wemby walking in with his mouth covered up into the arena, hood, glasses. It, it looked like he was in Dune, like he was Timothée Chamelet. <laughs> I mean, he was so covered up. I was surprised by that. Him coming home after a few weeks being on the rodeo trip. I always say first game home after a long trip. Oh, they're going to lose. Not with this guy. And I know everybody points to the defense and obviously another five-block game, no big freaking deal. But the offense, to me, is what's going to elevate him to potential, you know, one of the best we've ever seen oh, yeah, at right. this point. The way he's taking threes, he's so comfortable. We watched him in summer league, and he was behind the three-point line, and he was comfortable then. And not that he's a, you know incredible three-point shooter this season, but it's way better than Giannis. Or, or, it's just... He's comfortable doing it, and we know the he did pull the staff where he started going back on defense while the ball was in the air earlier this week. It was just great to see, obviously, the blocks, him versus Chet. I feel bad for Chet because Chet had a nice one, 8 of 12. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful move on Wemby to go and scoop underneath him right at the rim as Wemby was standing there to block this thing, and he is a better three-point shooter. He just looks great from there. But then he got blocked right at the end by, by our man. Oh, by our man. Went crazy, two minutes remaining. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. Just a mid-range block. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh these two are so much fun to watch because they love playing against each other. They were matched up a ton against each other in this one now that Wemby's a full-time center. And of course he put up a stat line that has never been done in the NBA yep. before. But uh this is only their first year playing against each other. Three times, you said. Mm-hmm. The first one was kind of uh, forget-a-bowl. Uh, the second one was okay, and then this one was just <laughs> fun to actually see them going back and forth. And honestly, a low-key tough loss for the yep. Thunder. It's really going to matter. They're only a half game up on the Thunder right now, but this does feel... On the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, they are the Thunder. <laughs> so they are up on the Nuggets. But uh, it feels like we've got the makings of one of the great rivalries yep. coming forward. If they're going to be going at each other... And I, like Chet has no fear of Wemby, yeah. despite like him blocking his shot on a mid-range pull-up, uh, basically to ice the game. Like 
Chet's going to go at him, and he had some success scoring on or around him. It is weird to see a guy who's like 7-1 and Chet Holmgren looking small and like having to finesse yeah. it up underneath, but uh, there's levels to things, man. It's going to be Jordan Clyde Drexler all over again. Clyde <laughs> Drexler, you're a Hall of Famer. You're one of the all-time greats, but you're not Jordan. Right, right. But I saw Will Lou tweet last night, uh, you know, sharing the clip uh, that you guys are talking about where Wembenyama stuffs Holmgren's jumper. He says, uh, Will did, Chet got to pick anyone else as his rival. <laughs> LMAO. And that speaks to what Tough. you're saying. Like, he's yeah. so good. He's going to be he's a so star. Good. He's, you know, he's going to be, hell, he might be in the conversation for future MVPs. But yeah, Wemby, uh, it's scary uh, just what he can do at his size. He did become the first player in NBA history, Wembenyama did, with 25 plus points, 10 plus boards, 5 plus assists, 5 plus blocks, and then 5 plus made three-pointers because that three-pointer was falling last night yeah. and he was letting it rip mm-hmm. yeah. f- from from many feet behind the line on a couple of those in the fourth quarter with cu- with a couple guys up on him. doesn't matter when you're 7-4. Uh, when you're feeling it, you're feeling <laughs> it, you're going to get your shot off. But uh, that's sort of another version of the 5x5 five five that this guy just did. And giving the Spurs their 12th win, but I know they're a way better team than a 12-win team. Blame it on Pop uh, for not playing some of their guards earlier on in this season. I just feel like, yes, we're talking about nearly one versus 15 in the West Conference. Like nearly yeah. the, the, <laughs> yeah. the best versus the yeah. worst. But the way Wemby does it, it feels like this is a way better team uh, and will be next season. It sure feels like this should be a play-in team even next season. And mm-hmm. that's... That's propping them up a decent amount here, but it just it felt like I was a Spurs fan in that building watching him come in, and then he grabs the mic after the game oh. and talks to his fans because they haven't been there for freaking three weeks. That's a long freaking <laughs> right. time. And so that was, that was a great performance. And, uh, yes, maybe it should have been better for Chad if he played last year, which could have been his first year in the league, but he was hurt. Right. Uh, and could have been rookie of the year then, maybe, perhaps. But uh, he's awesome. Yeah. He's just so damn good himself. So the Spurs have beaten the Wolves and Thunder here in the past month. So as one of the worst teams in the league, obviously uh, playing a little bit of a spoiler here. But it's tight at the top of the West. And let's talk a little bit about... Hold on real quick. Oh, yeah, sorry. You see how many points uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander scored last night? 31, exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Come well, on. It's a joke at this point. I know. It's wild. <laughs> this awesome. guy is locked in on that number. 31. What is it now? It's his 11th game this season of exactly yeah. 31 points, That's which awesome. is a weird record that yeah. he has. Come on. Reggie's got to do something. He wore 31. <laughs> he got to do something. Those dunks were awesome he had last night. Uh, one less than 31. Michael Porter Jr. scoring 30. Mm. He was great as the Nuggets did uh, hold off the heat, like I said there. Um, any thoughts on this outside of Jamal Murray, uh, you know, leaving the game with an ankle injury? We're going to talk about the All-NBA teams later. He's probably out of the running now because he's not going to hit a 65-game uh, threshold. Very unlikely unless he plays the rest of the games from here on out. I doubt that's happening. But, uh, yeah, what would you think of MPJ and the Nuggets taking care of business? MPJ is a guy we haven't talked about hardly at all nope. this season. That's true. I think this was his third 30-plus point game hmm. of the year. Uh, it seemed like he was the number three guy for the for uh, for the Nuggets when they were getting their team sorted out, but yep. he's somehow become their fifth most important starter to me because like you need KCP's defense yep. and his movement as a shooter. You obviously need everything Aaron Gordon does, but it was awesome to see MPJ step up and bang home a whole bunch of threes, make a whole bunch of plays, and... There's an opportunity for him to show out here a little bit if Jamal Murray's going to rest because they're going to need somebody to take on the brunt of the scoring that Michael or that uh, Jamal Murray usually is good for. The Nuggets' schedule is pretty tough coming up. They got the Lakers, Suns, and Celtics up next. 
they were saying they were being cautious with Jamal Murray. It looked yeah. kind of like a minor sprain, just a weird thing, stepping yeah. backwards. He yeah. stepped on a Aaron Gordon's ankle there, so he did walk off on his own mm-hmm. with his own power. So that's great, but it wouldn't. It would be okay, if, I think, if he misses a couple of games here, since they were already trying to manage uh, his shin splints. And if that's the case, MPJ has got to start scoring 20 a game or something like that because yeah. the shots will be there, and he's obviously a capable scorer. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's too serious for Jamal Murray, but you're right. The shin splints are probably more important just to get the rest. Yeah. But he was listed as uh, questionable for the rest of the game when he went out, and so that's a good sign in that he could have came back. And after the game, they said they're feeling good about him coming back against the Lakers. But, yeah, that would be smart to sit him out. In this game where the Heat just showed how heaty they are, it really felt like last year's Heat for a second. In, in how they fight, it was a 103-97 game. For all the old school heads, they must have looked at that score. They're not looking at that score. But if they were, they'd say, wow, this is good. <laughs> Teams don't score 140 points every single night. But the Heat, last game of a six-game road trip, they haven't been home in like two and a half weeks. That's a ticket to say, screw it, we're going to lose this game. Right, but they roll over back. and die. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. down 16 at the end of the first, and Bam played Jokic pretty well. One-on-one, no double, no yep. fronting, none of that. And Jokic respects this guy because he fights him very hard, and he didn't have a, a good game himself. Uh, but, yeah, the Heat fight back, so it was nice to see a good battle. It felt finalsy. Yeah, a rematch bit. of the finals. Yeah. This one was on, uh, we went to the bar after playing pickup hoops last night, and this game was obviously on. I'm like, oh, yeah, rematch of the finals. And a couple people were like, <laughs> you had to think about it right. for a second. You're like, yeah, yeah, I guess this was a rematch of the finals. But, uh, yeah, close game, and Denver pulls it out with uh, led there by Michael Porter Jr. Any other thoughts on, on that one? Not too many. Jokic made uh, some clutch plays when yeah. he needed to. No surprise. Yeah. Had a nice hook shot over Bam, and, you know, it went the way of the finals. The Heat just can't beat the Nuggets. They're yeah. not good enough. They're not good enough to beat the Nuggets, I don't think. Uh, so let's move to sort of, you know, the play-in area of the Western Conference standings. Uh, both the Lakers and Warriors getting victories last night. The Lakers send the Wizards to their 13th straight loss with a 134-131 overtime victory. Took uh, an extra five minutes there for L.A. to get out the, to get the W. And then Steph Curry, 31-11. and 11. 11 boards, not assists, to lead the Warriors to the uh, victory over the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. So these teams tasked still jockeying here in the standings when it comes to the play in uh, and really aren't all that far behind, you know, teams in like the fifth and sixth spot. So that's right. Keep playing like this and and both of these teams could still go up in the standings. Yeah, you start to look at the Lakers and, and I, that's where I'm, wa- I'm watching both Lakers and Warriors standings. Can they can they somehow get it up? The Lakers, it's going to be tough. And I think that's what LeBron James was saying after the game. Yesterday, when he had that beautiful fourth quarter, had an incredible fourth quarter, and he started talking about, yeah, Cam Reddish was back. They need defense because in the last month, they've been pretty damn good offensively. They've been one of the best offenses since the beginning of February, which is a little bit surprising to see, but they've been amongst the worst mm. uh, defensively. And it kind of sucks that Reddish only played four minutes in this game and had to leave for the second half. They need guys just to scrap. That's how this team somehow got to the conference finals last year. And I think LeBron's looking at it. Oh, Reddish, that sucks. No Gabe Vincent, no Jared Vanderbilt right now. And this team has a tough schedule. This, that's what I think they may have been just looking at the schedule, and that's why they allowed the Warrior, or the Wizards to take them to overtime a little bit, even though Poole's doing his thing, hitting deep threes yeah, yeah. in this one over and over. But they got Lakers got Nuggets, Thunder, Kings, Bucks, Wolves, Kings, Warriors. Their Holy next seven. Crap. That's Those tough. Kings games are huge. Yes. Yeah, yes. for the standings. And then the it, it is ones. tight. You're you're totally right. The Kings are freaking just ahead of them. A game and a half. So it is it's tight in the standings, that's for sure. 
LeBron, nine points away from reaching 40,000. So that's going to happen, you know, this weekend. Uh, I would imagine you can lock that in. More importantly, though, he's now the all-time leader in leap day points. Is he really? Yeah, he passed uh, Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar. Kevin Durant is 25 points behind LeBron. He might get to another leap day game. He would be 39 years old. Yeah. So it's possible, depending on how long he wants to play. Do you think LeBron has played his last leap day game? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I hate to say it, man. Nobody wants to count out LeBron, but I don't know if he's going another four seasons. Another couple, sure. Uh, But watch, he'll be playing probably another two (laughs) leap day games. Uh, It's a break Jason Kidd's record. He played five. Wow. Five leap day games. Jeez. That's the most in league history. But uh, yeah, great stuff uh, from LeBron. Weird, though. He played like the first nine minutes of the fourth quarter. Then he sat from three minutes to one minute. And then yeah. he came back, made a bunch of plays. And then he was huge in overtime. Four points. Had that nice assist uh, to Anthony yep. Davis. Had a big block. Took a charge as well that they got on the review. So uh, I guess they were just optimizing for the overtime period <laughs> yeah. is what it turned out to be. But the Warriors have gone 10-2 and two in their last 12. Lakers have gone nine and three yep. in their nine last three, twelve, yeah. and they are still ninth and tenth. Yeah, they like the war. The Lakers have made up a half game on the eighth seed. That's crazy. Going nine and three, the Warriors have come from twelfth to tenth, but like they're winning games. They're playing the best basketball they have all season. Both of these teams, and it really hasn't had an effect on where they're at in the standings no. right now. One of them is going home in the play-in tournament. Yeah, so as it currently stands, yes, yeah, in the nine ten game. Yeah, it's going to be a battle here going down the stretch. But yeah, the the Lakers in that nine and three record, top three offense over the last month. But that schedule is super duper tough, and I'm sure they just wanted to get LeBron some more rest there. As you you pulled up the, the time allotment there, LeBron was sitting there ready to check in, uh, and, yeah. and Darvin just. Didn't call a timeout, no. didn't, didn't do anything. He just let him sit there for minutes and minutes and then took him into overtime where he had that awesome block on Jordan Poole in overtime. That was sweet. And where the mesh got all hit up into the yeah. net, too. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. It was a hell of a block, though. Uh, just a note about the Wizards, too, from Worldwide Wob. This made me laugh. With every Wizards loss during this streak, the possibility of the funniest thing happening gets closer. The Pistons, they set the NBA record losing 28 in a row earlier this season. Who can forget that? Well, the Wizards Wizards have lost 13 in a row. If the Wizards lose 27 in a row, that 28th game is against mm. the Detroit Pistons. I mean, I want this to happen. That, that so will be cool, an man. incredible game. <laughs> the Pistons obviously trying to hand them their 28th consecutive loss to then tie them in the same season. Which sounds fake when I say it out loud that we could have two teams uh, possibly both losing, you know, 28 games in a row <laughs> in the same uh, season. It's wild. But anyway, yeah. good stuff there from Wub. And they've had a winless February because yes. they had that extra day, that extra leap day <laughs> yeah. to, to give them one win in February. But uh, not happening. Uh, and any thoughts on the Warriors taking care of business? I mean, the Knicks are reeling, right? I mean, they look, they have an excuse. Like the Sixers, those two teams are just continuing to slide down the Eastern Conference standings, missing their their star players, or at least you know complementary players when you're talking about the Knicks with OG and Randall. Guys who would certainly take some of the load off of Jalen Brunson, yeah. and he looks like he's getting a little tired. He's been playing massive minutes, though uh, 37 is nothing compared to Josh Hart going 47 minutes and 10 seconds. Got a 50-second <laughs> breath there, <laughs> I guess. He's like, let me dry my sweat off or something. Uh, but I was most impressed this game by Moses Moody. He got an opportunity to start again with Andrew Wiggins, yep. missing time for personal reasons, and his defense on Brunson was huge. Held Brunson to 
part of holding Brunson to 11 for 25 shooting, and he just seems to be a pretty solid matchup uh, for Jalen Brunson, as Anthony Slater explained over at The Athletic. Moody can struggle against a quicker guy, but Moody's pretty big, and he's got really long arms, so he's able to take the bumps from Brunson and then challenge his shots. He was really good. He didn't shoot the ball all that well, just finished 3-for-9 from the field, but he was a plus 23 in 25 minutes, and a lot of that came right at the beginning of the game. 14-0 run for the Warriors to kind of put themselves ahead, and they were playing from ahead the entire time there. But if Wiggins is going to be missing some time here... The Warriors say they expect him to come back at some time this season. Mm-hmm. At least they got Moody to throw out yeah. there. He seems to be ready for the opportunity. Anytime they dust that guy off, he plays well. Absolutely. And just a note on the, the Knicks losing again. Four through eight, so five spots, separated by a game and a half. Jesus. Uh, so the Knicks may not have a home court series in the postseason with the way things look yeah. currently and everybody behind them. Dante DiVincenzo, who played in the with the Warriors for one year, and great article on The Athletic about how Curry taught DiVincenzo uh, how to how to get his and get his shot up. And, and he was even Curry was surprised by how much DiVincenzo has been shooting from three and shooting really well. Had a bad night against his old team. What the hell? This was his night. and uh, Tough night. Two of 12 from three. Uh, but uh, they just need their guys back. So many injuries um, for these New York Knicks. OG has been cleared to begin individual basketball activities, such as dribbling and shooting, but uh, you know nothing where he could have contact there because of the elbow surgery. So maybe he's on his way to coming back, but uh, yeah, they're obviously missing these guys. Uh, the, uh, the final Western Conference win, I'll just slip it in here. Devin Booker scored 35, Katie added 24. Suns beat the Rockets 110-105. The story from this one was uh, Booker and Cam Whitmore. Uh, sort of getting into it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Phoenix pulls this out in the end, sort of going ice cold late, but they held on. And we can throw up the Western Conference standings if you want, JD, because, you know, you see the Suns there holding on to the fifth spot, Pelicans right behind them, then Dallas right behind them, then the Kings right behind them, and then the Lakers right behind them, and then the Warriors. I mean, it is. It's it's fun. Like, any of these matchups on any given night here uh, over the final six weeks and, and change are, like, they're sort of like must-watch games uh, in terms of where they're going to be and who they're going to be playing in a potential first-round series or whether they're even in the playoffs or you know hosting a play-in game or stuff like that. So they, they got a much-needed win there in the end. It wasn't the prettiest win, I'd say, from Phoenix. No, nine straight home wins for them. Uh, sounds, no. sounds like a you know, good number that, that's effective. They just need a friggin' point guard to help them out. They had uh, 11 assists in the first quarter. We're rolling here. And then they had nine combined the last three quarters, which is a shocking number. I don't know how strongly I feel about this, but I I do think they do miss Chris Paul from last season and just somebody to run an offense. He did play with that team all the way through the postseason. Just somebody to run sets other than Booker, who is freaking awesome. Obviously, Bradley Beal is hurt. And uh, their guy, Jock, Jock Landale, who played for them, played on the Rockets yesterday, did some stuff, came out and did some fighting. That team does fight for M.A. Udoka. There's no doubt about that. They got the eighth-best defense, so they scrapped. Even though they were down, uh, they came back and fought in a pretty ugly game, I thought. Yeah, no, the Suns sort of almost lucky to win it in the end, but it was like Booker gave them such a lead. Like He was on he was on fire in the first yeah. quarter. I love when Booker's like hot to start a game. It feels like he has one of those like you know every couple weeks, uh, but yeah, they held on. In the end, any thoughts on that one? Oh, I saw Booker's averaging 28 and a half on leap days. 
Oh, damn. So a potential LeBron contender <laughs> this, there. This you guy know? is locked in on leap days, man. Oh, man. I was in stat muse mode <laughs> this morning. <laughs> just checking my February 29th stats. Get all my Googles in right now because, you know, I got four years to prep for the next time. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other games from last night, uh, we had Cam Johnson scoring a season-high 29 uh, to help the Nets crush the Hawks 124-97. This was a close game at halftime, and they just got yeah. hammered in the second half. And, you know, they're trying to catch Atlanta there for a potential playing spot. Uh, Jalen Suggs and Paolo, they led the Magic to a 115-107 win over the slumping Jazz. And then Giannis scored 24 as the Bucks beat the Hornets. Uh, no surprise there. They sweep the season series. Uh, any thoughts on any of those three games? Uh, the Bucks have hold, held three straight opponents under 100 points. It was the 76ers, obviously banged up. Then the Hornets and the Hornets. Not great competition, right. but only one team has held a opponent under 104 straight games. The Cavs did it in January. Mm. Bucks play the Bulls tonight. It's certainly possible. Bucks third game in four nights, I think. They've been playing a lot. That makes sense. But the Bulls Uh, just played a double overtime game, I guess. Yeah, after on a back-to-back night. So it'll be their third game in four nights, uh, just not on a back-to-back. But it's definitely possible. And it goes to show you, even if they're not playing great competition, Doc Rivers has had an effect with the Bucks, and they are a much better defensive team right now. With Joel Embiid out, you would obviously say Giannis is the best player in the conference. They're trending the right way, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good Friday night games. The Warriors going into Toronto. Yeah, it might not be a great game for everybody, but that's that's going to be a good game. And then they do play. You're just reminding me the Warriors play the Bucks and Celtics next. So a couple good games uh, for the Golden State Warriors to to try and move up the standings, and it, just a couple games that are fun to watch uh, I will say just about the Jazz and the Magic Jalen Suggs just came through and Paolo Boncaro just kept dishing it to him there aren't a lot of three-point shooters on that Orlando Magic team right. and they they have faith in Jalen Suggs and they just need one more guy they just need one more guard but uh, the growth of Suggs at the four threes in this one um, you know he's probably the best three-point shooter and that's that's a strange thing to say but uh, yeah, the Jazz had six more threes. The Jazz played them hard. This was a close game down mm-hmm. the stretch. Uh, good to. We're, I'm I'm in the mindset that oh yeah, we we see the Jazz teams at the bottom of the standings. You think yeah, they're just gonna lay an egg as we get here closer to the, the end of the season. But the Jazz fought, the Rockets fought, and uh, the Hawks kind of fought. No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> first half they fought. The first half they fought. <laughs> yeah. And then they fell apart. I can't believe they lost by that much to the Nets. Uh, you know, they are, they're still three games up on Brooklyn. Atlanta is, uh, you know, with that 10th spot, the final play-in spot. Um, but <laughs> they play again, I think, right here. Soon, uh, these yeah. two teams again. So that maybe Hawks will bounce back. But uh, I like the Magic, too, like just to talk about them for a second. You know, we talked about the Knicks and the Sixers falling. The Magic are there, man. Like, they, they have the easiest schedule remaining, I, I believe, and so, like, could really jump up and, and, hell, maybe even host a playoff series, like, to get up to the four seed. It's it's possible being a game back from New York. Um, I just like, wow. uh, I like their fight. <laughs> wow, I like their that's spirit. actually surprising right? to me, yeah. Yeah, very. And uh, you said Suggs hitting the threes. Jalen Suggs on the fast break. That guy is a highlight. You see the dime he had last night where he, like, jumped in the air and then threw it behind his back to uh, to one of the Wagners there. I think that was Mo who threw it down. He's, a Mo. he's just uh, He's just fun on the fast break. You know, doing all his – he was doing his Wade impersonation. He'll go off the yeah. glass. Like, I love that stuff. So, good stuff. I'm from looking the forward to seeing them in the playoffs. That'd be cool if they could actually get into the yeah. actual playoffs yeah. rather than just having to go through the play-in. But, man, 29 points on 16 shots for sweet P. Paolo yeah, Bancaro. He was great. He was great. Uh, all right. Well, let's get uh, – 
back to talking about Leap Day because I know you love it so much. I'm stealing, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm stealing this question straight up from our guy, Zach Harper, in the Bounce newsletter uh, yesterday, you know, February 29th, Leap Day, all that. And uh, he asked in it, which players have made the biggest leap this season? So it's sort of like a version maybe of most improved, but you know, I think there's like six, seven names that come to mind, but I'm curious who you think has made the biggest leap you know, in this NBA season. Who you got? Give me Jonathan Kaminga. That's a good one. His points, rebounds, assists, steals, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, true shooting percentage, and free throw attempts all up. And he's starting games now. He's learned how to, like, live in the lane. He rarely takes three-pointers at this point. He's not shooting them very well, just at about 30%, but he uses athleticism on the glass. He seems to be more competent on defense, especially now that Draymond is back, telling him where to be. He told Steve Kerr, start me. Steve Kerr did, and it has completely paid off. Like, Kaminga was looking like a potential bust or just a wasted pick at the very least when you compare him like Franz Wagner, who went right after him. Yep. But I think he's at least flipped that narrative. I don't know if you would take Kaminga over Wagner. Who knows on that one? But Kaminga has become a core piece, I feel like, yep. for the Warriors, which is what they were hoping for when they drafted him in the first place. He was in trade rumors at the beginning of the season. Then he started playing so well. It's like, you absolutely cannot trade this guy. And he just seems to have figured out what actually works for him as an NBA player. He can catch lobs if he happens to be the role man in a pick and roll. Otherwise, bully ball all the time. Yeah, that's a good pick. It's a good pick. And and I kind of like how the fact he had that sort of uh, little confrontation with Coach Kerr. And they got over it. They had a little meeting. He said that, you know, that, that... you got to have a little edge yeah. if you're a basketball player and to have that and overcome it. It's a good sign for his career, obviously. A good sign, I think, for Jalen Johnson. There's a lot of good Jalens out there uh, this season. Jalen Johnson with it. Yeah. There is. Jalen Williams could be on this list. Sure Jalen Suggs could be on this list. Exactly. In terms of guys that have made a leap, yeah. Most improved Jalen. I'm going to go. <laughs> J-Dub J- is awesome, obviously, <laughs> for OKC. Uh, it is tough. But Jalen Johnson looks like a freaking player. Why the Hawks suck so bad on defense? I don't know with this guy how how athletic he is, but he's just become more talented offensively. And and Trey and him rely on each other a lot. His numbers, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't want to go uh, and compare him to Christian Wood by any means, but when Christian Wood became a new player, he jumped up ten points. Not the game on the floor. Oh, gotcha. They're not gotcha. similar. They're not similar at all. <laughs> but uh, you can make a case to him for most improved player. Obviously, because he got better, because he scores 10 more points than he did last year right. in year three here, and uh, just looks really, really good. He does, uh, I don't know, he goes to that sort of like a Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of o- shots over the shoulders sometimes, which aren't all that effective, uh, but uh, he's obviously, he's a part of the future with the Atlanta Hawks. Is anybody yeah. else? I don't freaking know. Nobody knows, uh, but he, this guy is, that's for sure. <laughs> One of their guards probably they'll keep, and uh, and then, yes, Jalen Johnson as their power forward of the future. I mean, obviously, once John Collins left, he got an opportunity. He's only 22. He just turned 22, so that's a good one. Other names I know that Zach had on his list, uh, guys that are going to be in the running or if not winning most improved, Tyrese Maxey. Big jump from him, you know, first-time All-Star turning into a borderline All-NBA guy. Elprin Shengun. Career highs basically across the board. Though he's had a lot, he's had a quiet couple weeks here. He sort of slowed down a little bit. Uh, Kobe White, oh, your yeah. guy on the Bulls, he uh, he stepped up big time when Zach Levine went out with an injury. Has he probably been the Bulls' second best player 
if maybe not best player at times. <laughs> at worst, second best yeah, player. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, sort of sort of save their season. I, I say that with a smirk because, you know, they're still a sub-500 team, but he's kept them in the play-in, and he's been amazing. He really has. And then you said the other Jalen's like, yeah, Jalen Williams on OKC, uh, clutch guy, just takes over in fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Suggs. I guess Scotty Barnes because he's had this weird, awesome rookie year, crap second yeah. year, and he's bounced back and, and turned into an all-star. So those are the names there. I think that would be on most people's list. I will say this about Tyrese Maxey. Obviously, he's gotten way better. It's just weird to see the Sixers fall apart here without Joel Embiid. When Maxey is freaking good, I'm surprised their offense just isn't better. I, <laughs> just going to show you. Yeah. yeah. Who's the real man there? Yes. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's Jokic and Murray. Like, Murray's sick. But he's sick because he plays with Nikola Jokic. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I don't know if it's hurting Maxi's MIP case yeah. that they're seven and seventeen without Joel and I. I think so. I, I uh, yeah, sort of. I also like. I don't think he. I know we're going to get into it in a second here. All NBA. Like again, he's sort of borderline. But like, I don't think he's going to make it. There's just too many good guards. But I was thinking about that. If Embiid never leaves the lineup, they have a better record. Then I don't know. Maybe he is there, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's he's it's it's unfortunately gone down once you take away your MVP. <laughs> and, and I'm interested to see when this MVP comes back because he did have a mic in his face yesterday because he was at Sixers practice yeah. and he did go through that air quote surgery three weeks ago and they said he was going to be reevaluated in a week and so he was at practice. So is that a good sign? Because he did basically say I'm coming back this year. You know, you could conspiracy theory it and say he's there he's coming back they're just not talking about it they're not talking about anything and he will be back at some point I don't think it's a question that he's going to come back but how's he going to look how's he going to play how's he going to move we know this guy like getting into condition you know has been an issue Um, so it's just like what type of Embiid are we in theory going to see down the home stretch and then into the playoffs that's the real cue to me but we will see Uh, we got to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk out Try and figure out the all-NBA team, so don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. With about six or seven weeks remaining in the NBA's regular season, uh, we thought it was about time to start thinking through these all-NBA teams, which, if I'm being honest, nearly did my head in last night because of the 
unprecedented depth in this league. There is a lot of talent, and there's going to be a lot of what about this guys that are going to be on the outside looking in when you're talking about the 15 best players in the league. I might have to bring back the uh, 10 All-NBA teams. I think I will. Not not on today's show, but down the line. Uh, So a few notes. All-NBA teams no longer have positional requirements. You you don't got to build the center and two forwards and two cards. It's the 15 best players in the league. I just typed that in as you were saying, you know, introducing it because I just had to... Remind yourself. Remind it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that is true. Pretty odd, though, that that rule is basically created for Joel Embiid. Yeah. And he's not going to make an all-NBA team this year. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. You're right, because, and everybody knows this by now, these all-NBAers, you need to meet the new 65-game requirement. So that squeezes out a bunch of names, a bunch of guys. Joel Embiid, the most obvious one. He's only played 34 games. Trey Young, 51 games played. He ain't going to be making it. Kyrie, 37 games played. Julius Randle, 46. Jimmy Butler, 40. Jamal Murray, like I said, 44. He's got the ankle injury, the shin splints. Like, I just don't, he's not going to hit it uh, mm-hmm. at this point. So some names, you can cross them out. Uh, I also like when when we you know are going to talk this through, I decided you needed to be on a winning team <laughs> to sort of uh, make an all-NBA team. So plus 500 record to be in consideration. That crosses out seven teams in the East, including, you know, our Bulls and our Raptors and our Hawks here in Atlanta. They're, they're sub-500. You're out of it. And then that eliminates five of the bottom teams in the West as well, including the spurs Wembenyama. You know, who will probably get a lot of like, hey, what about this guy? He will. He you know? will. And look, we'll be making all NBAs, you know, for the next 15 years, I'm sure. But not this year. So let's do it. All-NBA first team. Uh, this is probably the easiest... Uh, of this exercise. We'll go in this order. Jokic, of course. 26, 12, 9.3 assists per game. So traditional stats, unreal. Uh, The advanced stats, love him. Um, You know, he's maybe going to win another MVP. He's a no-brainer. Everybody's smiling and nodding at me here. That's an easy one. In the No Dunks Classic Factory. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I don't know. (laughs) 31, 6, and and 6.5. Leads the league in win shares. Uh, or he did going into yesterday. Jokic may have passed him. Uh, he's got a PER over 30. All he does is score 31 points every single <laughs> game. He's a lock. So is Luka. Luka Doncic leading the league mm. in scoring. He's going to win the scoring title here. He's at like 34 and a half. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, 9 and 10 as well. Shooting a career-high 38% from three on a ton of attempts. That's the best he's ever done. So that that's uh, you know obviously taken him. I mean, that's really helped in him scoring 34 a game, if we're being honest. He's just hitting the three-pointer at a, at a higher clip. Then you get into, okay, there's some other guys that could maybe be first team, but I think Giannis is there. 30, 11, and 6. He's shooting over 60% from the field. He gives you the defense, too. You know, like, I think it's, it's close to two and a half stocks per game when you're adding the steals <laughs> and the blocks. Any issues with Giannis being first team? None. Okay. Damn right. The final spot. The final spot's a bit of a question because you can go a couple of ways. I think the guys in the running are Tatum, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi, and and maybe Donovan Mitchell. I'm ultimately going to put Tatum there as the fifth guy on the All-NBA first team. 27, 8.5, 5. He's got the whole best player on the best team. Um... So it just makes sense. And again, like these guys, those guys I just named, they're going to be on these teams, but I got Tatum first team. I like it. Yep. Okay. That would be my, I mean, basically at this point, it's your MVP ballot, right? Yeah. If it doesn't have to be by uh, position. Yep. 
that would be mine. Yeah, and I mean, funny enough, you still sort of have the positions with this first team. <laughs> yeah. You got your center and yeah. Jokic, your forwards Giannis and Tatum, and then Luka and SGA as your as your guards. Okay, All NBA second team. I'm going to start with Kevin Durant. 28, seven and six. His season's gone a little under the radar. Yeah. I mean, those are incredible numbers. His shooting splits are 53, 42, and 86. He's playing a little, you know, spirited defense. I think this year or two at times. The team is disappointed overall, but you know, I don't think KD has, so I think he's on this squad. Absolutely, okay. uh, it was weird watching him yesterday miss free throws. Is the guy off? What is going <laughs> on with this guy? This guy is like a ninety percent shooter from the free throw line almost for his career. He's a down he's missing, here, yeah. Missing them. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he's awesome. Okay. You're on to something. This is his second lowest free throw percentage of his career. Hmm. Mm, it's getting mm. old. Interesting. Man. Remember, he was, he was it, just man. asked. He it. Maybe he won't play in another leap year. He was asked, <laughs> are you going to play till you're 45? He's like, I don't know, about 40. I don't know. He's tired. <laughs> okay, so KD's on this team. Uh, so is Kawhi Leonard. 24-6-4, yeah. so, you know, not as, like, whoa, eye-popping as some of these other guys, but still, this guy's knocking on the door of a 50-40-90 club. Uh, at many times this season, especially because he's playing a lot, he reminds you of, oh, yeah, I would want that guy in a playoff series. He might still be, you know, top-five guy when you're considering both sides of the basketball. So Kawhi is on your All-NBA second team as well. Absolutely. TK. All right. Then I pivot to some guards. I already said Donovan Mitchell. I'm putting him here. He's one of six players averaging at least 28 points, five boards, and five assists. Uh, you know, and the other names are like the Lucas and, and SGAs and stuff like that. Awesome year for him. I mean, we've seen awesome years from Donovan Mitchell. This is his best year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he carried the Cavs when Garland and Mobley yeah. went out. And it seemed like maybe this team is going to fall apart. Are they going to trade Donovan Mitchell? Instead, yeah. he started playing point guard and went to another level. If I'm, a, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm making an argument for him over Jason Tatum. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Now, he's played 47 games. So it's tight. It's tight. He has to play a majority of these from the way out to hit the 65-game threshold. He's got a little wiggle room. I think he probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, the, the Tatum story, top player, top team, include him in the first team. But Mitchell and Kawhi as well, they deserve a little, a little thought there. And I know the players have the biggest problem with this 65-game threshold because it means money. Uh, for yes, for these players, yes. for a lot of these players, but it kind of is important. I I don't know what the freaking number is, but playing sixty five games is it's kind of important. You know? <laughs> what, did, what did Jalen Brown say? He's like, maybe it should be fifty eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, interesting <laughs> hey, number. Your union agreed on sixty-five. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what they came to. They thought, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Which and Joe Dumars is like, hey, we're asking you to play eighty percent of the game. That's true. That's a good point. It just it, like, but then you flip it and you're like. It does suck. Okay, you pick up a weird ankle injury. Yeah. You know, it keeps you on the shelf for a little bit. Halliburton talked about it. He says, I came back. I, I forced it early because I want to hit 65 games and then sort of re-aggravated it. And, you know, we'll get to him in a second, but he's going to be close as well. I think he's at 47 games played too. So it, it's bang, bang there. But, yeah, it's. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think, I think for the most part it's sort of working. How, to get these guys playing. Halliburton already got his extension. What does he need to come back for? <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. It's about signing a bigger extension mm-hmm. if you're able to make all NBA teams. That's that's why even Steph said, come on, come on, let's work on that number. But you look at the history of the NBA. It's like 
most guys play 65 games, like a high, 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 high percentage. Of yes, guys. yes, yes. So 65, that's why they agreed to it. I know it's uh, it's a weird number. How about less games overall? Oh. Seasons. Anyways, that'll never happen. <laughs> uh, I got Jalen Brunson on the All-NBA second team. Guy's yeah. averaging 28, 4, and 7. My God. And like just like he's the king in the mid-range, this guy. He's, he's taking that over in the league. Uh, I saw CBS Sports write, among all players taking at least four pull-up jumpers per game, he's got the highest conversion rate. Jalen Brunson. Little Brunson. Um, doesn't matter how tall he is. <laughs> this guy's a stud, man. Little Brunson. He's awesome. Like, those are incredible numbers. And, like, yeah, they're, the Knicks are, like, losing games here, but it's no fault of his. He's still, like, every time I check, he's still 30-plus and mm-hmm. obviously trying to drag them to victories, missing Randall, missing OG. So I, got him, I, I wanted to award him here with an All-NBA second nod. And then the final spot, lots of guys. Lots of guys could be in that, you know, I guess, 10th spot here when we're looking at the first two teams. I went Anthony Edwards. I mean, I'm definitely giving some credit to the Wolves being the number one team in the Western Conference. He's averaging 26.5 points per game, 5-5. Five and five. It's the most efficient shooting season of his career. The Wolves sort of fall apart when he sits offensively, so I put, I put Ant-Man there. His stats issues? are basically identical to Jalen Brunson. Pretty damn close. Yeah. Pretty damn close. No issues with Ant? Or did you have any? No. Okay. No. Okay. Third team. Now, now there's like, there's honestly like 10 guys, I think, for five spots. Uh, I'm putting Tyrese Halliburton here. Again, 47 games played. Pacers have played 60 games, so he's got to play in 18 of the final 22. It's sort of similar to Donovan Mitchell there. I think he will hit it, so that's why I'm putting him here. 21 points per game, four boards, leads the league in assists at uh, something like 11.6. So he's tops in assists. He's tops in points created by way of assists. Halliburton, I would have no issues if you're screaming at me right now going, you know, how's Halliburton not on the All-NBA second team? I think you could easily convince yourself that you could swap him with a Brunson or an Anthony Edwards or one of those guys if you really want to. But to me, he's on one of the teams. That's all that matters. I don't want to get too geeky, but these 65 games, you have to play at 20 minutes minimum for each game to be on there, right? I, I don't oh. think you can just show up and no, get check right. in and sit the down. Check-in job. And yeah. that's exactly what happened with Tyrese Halliburton. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure because a couple of those games that he came back, he played literally four straight games of 20 minutes or just over it. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, they were. They're, they're they had him on a minutes restriction. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, because he came back. It was odd. Right. It was odd to see him. He came back. And then he sat for another five games because he came back a little too early. Yeah. It, it sure felt like so. And it's had an effect it. too. Like Halliburton, at this point in the season, isn't the Halliburton we saw yeah. in November when he was twenty nine and twelve for uh, thirteen games. He's been under twenty points per game, still eleven assists per game. But uh, in the in the year twenty twenty four, he's obviously had to deal with the injury, the trade of Siakam coming in, so things are changing yeah. a little bit. So I think it's. Like, you probably would have had him as a first-teamer through the first two months of the season. For sure. But now I think making the team is solid. Yep. Okay, next name on my list here, All-NBA third team, Steph Curry. 27 and a half points per game. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Four boards, five assists. I forgot about him for a second, too. <laughs> I know, but he continues you, to play at an MVP level. Yeah. Um, this blew my mind. It's, it, uh, look, it's probably unlikely, but he could break his own record of 402 three-pointers made in a season, which he set in his unanimous MVP year in 15-16. He would have to make about five and a half three-pointers per game (laughs) from the rest of the year. That sounds stupid, but he averages basically five (laughs) per game. So it's not that far-fetched. But that's why, like, 
you guys just said it. Like, oh yeah, sort of. You're joking, but like, oh, I sort of forgot about him. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess he's having an okay year. He could break his own record for for three pointers made in a year. That's wild. Yeah, because the stat was last month when he hit five threes in what four consecutive games or seven consecutive games. Some some large. Yeah, amount. he was the first yeah. first one to ever do. He it. was the first to yeah. ever do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's making records. So Curry's uh, he's still an All NBA guy. He is. Okay, three spots left. I think Sabonis has to be on one of these teams. That's Sabonis. That's I'm, I'm going to put him here. He's averaging 20, 13, and 8 for rounding up a little bit. An incredible effective field goal percentage. It's nearly 63 and a half. He's got 54 double doubles. He's got 21 triple doubles. Kings are obviously still a good team. He's He's been their leader. You know, Fox is going to be like an honorable mention when it comes to this. He ain't going to make it, but I think Sabonis is worthy of uh, getting one of these spots. This is Sabonis' best season. And I know uh, he's been around a little bit, but everybody just assumes, oh, he's just good. Maybe not great, but he's gotten better. I think it's uh, it's different than Luca, but I think Lu- this is Luca's best season, which is amazing. Uh, and this is Sabonis' best season. Those numbers are awesome. Leading the league and rebounds, uh, 13 <laughs> boards. <laughs> that's cool. Rebounds. Yeah, that's a lot of boards. Big numbers. Okay, so Halliburton, Curry, Sabonis. They're on our All-NBA 13. Two spots left. And here are some names. Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. You like defense? You want Rudy Gobert. Paul George. And then Bam Adebayo. And then I think you get into like your Foxes and your Maxies and your Lillards, but I, I, I sort of have them like a tear down from those guys I named previously. Um, who, who, do you, who do you got? Who do you want? Who do you think's going to make it? Like is Devin Booker, in your opinion, a... Like a borderline lock to make it when it comes to actual voting. He's 27 and a half points per game, five and seven. He's shooting just under 50% from the floor. He's played almost 50 games. He'll probably make the 65 game threshold. Like when you think about, if you look at Booker's stats and compare them to Tatum, they're pretty damn similar. Just Tatum is on the best team in the league. You know, and Booker yeah. is on a team that, again, is sort of disappointed a little bit. Maybe that's the Beal injury. I sort of think I have Booker. When you really look, those numbers are amazing. I'd have Booker. Okay. I think he makes it. Okay, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm in the exact same spot. It was last year where he had a, a shortened season because he was injured so much, mm-hmm. so he didn't make it last year. So I'm kind of in his corner to make another one. Yeah, Booker averages more points, more assists, more free throws attempted and made, and he registers better shooting percentages across the board <laughs> than Tatum. So you put it like in that perspective, um, he's probably in. And then who's the final spot? I had no clue. I honestly had no idea who to put here. Again, one of the Lakers guys, AD, LeBron. Like, it feels weird not to have LeBron in a weird way, but maybe AD's been better overall this season. Then Rudy, if you want some defense, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Paul George, bam. Anyone else? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> tough. that's a tough one. Uh, one of the Lakers will get on. Yeah. It'll be LeBron, I imagine, I think will be the guy. And it's not like he hasn't been an all-NBA player. No. Uh, but... AD has been right there with them. I would probably go Bam over Sabonis, but okay. I think that's a tough call uh, as well. Mm. Oh man, yeah, that's a. <laughs> Here, there's gonna be some upset guys. Yeah, no yeah. injury replacements on this. No, these teams. No, this is why we're gonna have yeah. to do the old uh, no dunks. Fourth team, fifth team, that's sixth right. team, seventeen. Um, yeah, who do you go last spot if you have to pick? Yeah, as you were saying them, LeBron and Anthony Davis. I wanted the reason that I didn't include them to be the Lakers' record. But, but we got Curry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, and the Lakers aren't bad, or either of the Warriors aren't bad. They're five games above 500 yeah, yeah, now. They're right. going to get to 
45, 46, 47 wins. That's that's not bad. And so including an Anthony Davis would be totally entirely fine. Uh, but the, yeah, the Bam route is also how do you how do you exclude him? Uh, yeah, there will be very very disappointed players. That sounds like a poll in the making, man. Who's gonna get that final spot? Uh, I'm with you, TK. They're gonna put LeBron still on it. <laughs> Absolutely, and he's deserving, man. Like yeah. 25, seven and eight, shooting 41 percent from deep. I mean, we see these games. Biggest where he still fourth quarter comeback of his career. <laughs> All-time leap day scorer. The guy's just <laughs> doing things we've never seen before. So if that's the case, like if our third team, and, and you did bring up a good point, maybe you go Bam over Sabonis, totally fine. But if the third team is Halliburton, Curry, Booker, Sabonis, and then we go LeBron, man, Rudy Gobert. That's like, again, the guy's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Like, if, Probably. At this point, you're just like, okay, cool, you get that. <laughs> and you're on a really good team it's uh, okay it's okay not including him it's okay, okay. the offense isn't there so he's good on one side very very good on one side very 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 good on Anthony side. Davis 25 12 and 4 he's going to be getting uh, votes for defensive player of the year oh yeah he's played 57 games so we you know there's, oh, yeah. we can't hold that against him like the most games he's played in a long time here um, that would be the huge admission to me but yeah. he gets squeezed he might get squeezed that's true. Fun stuff. All right, we talked it through. I think we're. I, I think I feel confident we're gonna nail <laughs> fourteen of the fifteen. <laughs> Last one's tough. Last one's tough. <laughs> Last one's very tough. Let's hear from you guys out there. Uh, who you got making all NBA? Make your case. You said you gave zero consideration to anybody with a losing record. Yeah, I, I did. There were some losers on the all NBA teams last year. Luca made first team. They yeah. were. They didn't even make the play-in tournament, remember? Good point. Damian Lillard made third team, I think, last year. Good point. The Blazers basically tanked the second half of the season, so you can make it if you're a losing team, but when you look at the teams that are losing, it's like Trey Young put up a, some really good numbers, but he might not – I don't know how many games he's, he's played. Not, he's yeah, not going to He's probably it. not going to make it. And then so. the only other, like, under 500 team – they could maybe have some of the things like Lowry Markinen. Like he's having a really solid season right. for the Jazz, but they don't seem <laughs> likely to get. He doesn't seem likely to get on the team. He could make fourth or fifth. I think. And, and and then I said it to start this. Wembenyama. Wemby, I mean, yeah. I mean, the stats are pretty wild, but yeah, you know, obviously on a bad team. Well, Scotty, Scotty will Scotty? probably get a few votes. Sure, sure. But I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone will be uh, on a losing either. team making yeah. All NBA this year. Yeah, they make All Star games, but not All NBA <laughs> teams. It, it is weird. And the LeBron story of. Reaching forty thousand points for his career. I mean, that's a nice little, a nice little paragraph. Well, what he he's that. made? He's made nineteen All NBA teams. LeBron has. So this would be a nice round. He didn't 20. make it rookie year. Holy uh, no. They were just hating on him, man. Rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can't be an All Star. You can't be All NBA. Incredible. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it for twenty years afterwards. Wow, that is wild. That's seems insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It says 19, all NBA selections. Good stuff, basketball reference. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit directtv.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Jay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, before we go, let's wrap up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. Our guy JD has got the questions today, so you know yeah. they're zany. <laughs> yeah, I kind of phoned this one in, guys. Let's be honest. What? Nah, no, no, these are great questions. Okay, well, let's start with the first one here. The most interesting man in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, showed up in a new Fallout Boy video. What? <laughs> this week. He was looking like an emo rhinestone cowboy. Look at this guy. Yeah, man. The hair is back. The hair is back. He's got an incredible, jangly, sparkly cowboy outfit on. Anyways, he didn't just show up in the video, by the way. He's the star of it. Yeah. The first half of the video is literally just him <laughs> dancing and lip syncing to Fallout Boy. Amazing stuff. Anyways, what's the next collab you'd like to see Jimmy do? Skeets. Uh, I didn't overthink this one. I, I know Beyonce's got a full-length country album sure. coming soon. <laughs> right. You know, a couple singles are out. Catchy as hell. I think she's the first black woman to be number one on the Hot 100 country list. Uh, so I would like to see Jimmy in one of these, I guess, uh, next country songs from Beyonce. That's going to happen, <laughs> right? I mean, it has to. It could. Oh, from Texas as well? Right, right. He loves country music. <laughs> yeah. Would they let him keep the emo look? Uh, By the way, is that a wig? Know. That is a wig, right? No, hold on. No, no, no. So that was shot and filmed preseason, right? I think so. It Beca- didn't look the same, but it, I don't know. I have no yeah. clue. It has to have been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's identical but, to his preseason photos. Yeah. 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 Why was, but, his hair must have been blown out. Yeah, yeah that's, straight that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it, looks, yeah. it doesn't look like a wig to me. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. I thought it was his hair. Yeah, but this is Beyonce take on Jimmy B? I don't know. Why not? I don't know. I, like starring? Not starring. Oh, just a cameo? It's a cameo, it's fine. <laughs> well, <what laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. It's a good point because Follow Boy fans, they're not going to care. They're, you know, it's like, this is cool. I'd rather watch Jimmy Butler dancing around, but Beyonce, if it's Beyonce, I want to see yeah. Beyonce dancing. Yeah, like Jimmy right. wants to star Beyonce in that video. Dance with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I would like to see that. You're <laughs> right. Who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> of course. I think uh, Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland did a video with Larry Hughes once upon a time, right? Oh, so okay. this is this could be a way for Beyonce to one up her. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, sucker. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> Rowland and Larry Hughes. I can't well, wait it was to watch in Nelly's that. dilemma, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she was the she was Larry Hughes. Great stuff. Yeah, Larry Hughes. Nice. Uh, uh, all right, Tassie, what do you got? Yeah. I'm also going way back. The Kelly Rowland, Larry Hughes time era. Yeah. Uh, Ask Jeeves was a thing. It was a, <laughs> uh, a website where you searched. Okay, yeah. so it was it was like you know your Google way back when, and they had a little image of a butler. Yeah, yeah, was, I see where you're going here. Yeah. yeah. So why isn't Jimmy that Jeeve? Just put him on the website. Like it still exists. It still sort exists. Of. I yeah. guess. Sort yeah. of. Does it? I don't know. Ask, Ask Jimmy. Ask Jimmy, Ask Jimmy yeah. is great. That's pretty Ask funny. Jimmy. 
Do it. That is awesome. Uh, Trey, what do you got? I gotta thank my wife for that. She did it. That's oh, good. That's good. It. Good job, Danny. Danielle. <laughs> ask Danielle. That's what I do. <laughs> Trey? He's friends with Mark Wahlberg, so get him in a Mark Wahlberg movie. Let him be a sidekick. Transformers yeah. 12 or whatever number they're on. I went and looked at Mark Wahlberg's filmography today, and the title of every Transformers movie sounds like it's the last Transformers movie. They're like the final countdown, the final night. How do they keep making these things? I don't know. Get Butler B in there or something. What about Jeff Wahlberg? <laughs> he might have been hit. Who knows? He probably is. Yeah. He's probably Bumblebee for all we know. Yeah, he's working the grip behind. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, uh, great one. answers, guys. Uh, next one, Victor Wembanyama has officially surpassed 1 billion vid- video views across NBA social media platforms since the start of the season. Wow. His dunk against the Celtics on New Year's Eve is the most viewed ever on NBA socials uh, with 153 million views. Side note, we still have the top YouTube video on NBA. I just wanted to say that. Top with 10 celebrities. Top 10 celebrities. 68 million views. That's the number one <laughs> no video deal. on the uh, NBA. That's the biggest thing we've ever made. It's uh, Easily. <laughs> By a lot. I'm going to be so happy the rest of the day just because you reminded me of that. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I, yeah. I put it doesn't seem real. Get a little steam in your stride, Tess, because that <laughs> yes. have the number one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the yeah. question off this is, what's your favorite viral, viral video? Skeets. Favorite viral video? Yeah. You know, double rainbow guy, Charlie uh, put my no, finger. No, I got mine. Uh, I've never been on live television before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I got to watch the Powerball with my, yeah. my grandpa. I don't like the news. <laughs> I love that kid. I love that Noah kid. Ritter. Noah Ritter from the Wayne County Fair. <laughs> Just killing it in a quick little interview where he went viral. That's got something like uh, 66 million views. Yeah. No, that kid went on uh, Ellen, I remember. Mm-hmm. Killed it. <laughs> uh, I, apparently, I just, I apparently. love, I say that all the time. Anywhere, anytime apparently comes up, it's impossible not to say it like that kid. And that's just his regular voice. Yeah. Apparently. Like, so. Apparently it is. <laughs> I just love when he grabs the mic and looks right into the camera. I've never been on live television before. Yeah. He takes it. the mic, too. He just and takes I, it. Something about that clip that's so endearing is that the grandpa in the clip. It's just like he's heard this kid do this a million times. It's like no big deal. Like the the interviewer, the woman is like losing her mind. She's like, well, this is going viral. This kid's amazing. Like what a star. But grandpa's like, oh, here we go. Here here goes Noah. (laughs) And I love that so much. So that's my favorite viral video. Great one. (laughs) Tassie? Um, This isn't my favorite viral one, but Taylor Swift singing Trouble with the Goat. The goat screams, that, but that's yeah. been replaced. That's, that's re- been that replaced by a current cat. There's a guy holding a cat now, who's okay. who's imit- like it, it's very similar to Taylor Swift because he's got Bieber, Bieber song Peaches playing, and okay. he grabs the cat's mouth, and so it's, I got my peaches out in Georgia. Yeah, each time I got my weed from California. I got my chick up to the north. Yeah. Holy cow. Those are loud meows. Excuse me. Uh, but anyway, it's a great one. It's a great one. Guys holding a cat. Guys holding a cat. I'm in a, I'm in a cow cow venture right now on uh, social media but uh, yeah there you go okay. <laughs> this guy gets one cat can't stop watching oh, yeah man <laughs> I'm in the cows uh, alright uh, I got a list of ten. <laughs> ten, Whoa. okay. Ten. Yeah, baby. like 
06 to 2010 YouTube is like the funniest videos around. <laughs> so here's my uh, my right. quick my quick short list. <laughs> Pumpkinhead dancing to Ghostbusters love it, on love the news. It. Yeah. Great one. Banger. Auto Halloween. Auto tune the news. Bedroom intruder. They're climbing in your windows. Oh, yeah. Snatching your people up. That's a so great good. One. Insane clown posse. Miracles. Oh, Just that straight up the video, yeah. That's so How good. How do magnets How work? How do magnets yeah. work? Is that that? Yeah, yeah. 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 fire, yeah. water, air, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Double rainbow guy. Yeah. yeah. Still really funny. Uh, do you remember the newscaster? I think his name was Dan Thorne, who did a dance to Where They At, though. Yeah. Yes. Where They At, though. And the woman sitting next to him was just like, <laughs> hating it so much. That's a classic. Keyboard cat. Oh, of course. The leprechaun in Alabama. Uh, anybody else in Alabama? Let me just say, yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. Every St. Patrick's Day, that one's played just like every Halloween. The Ghostbuster yeah. guy. Uh, the Judge Judy clip. Of the avocado dispute. Oh, I'm gonna pick your avocados, old man. What are you gonna do <laughs> yeah, about it? Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> and she asks the uh, the defendant, "What was going through your mind?" Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> That's so. It feels so scripted. That one. It's incredible. Uh, I love chocolate rain. Yes, guy. <laughs> I turn away from the mouth, from the mic to breathe. So funny. And then what I'd forgotten when I was going deep last night. Fake David Blaine. Huh. I just, that, Oh, that's why that popped up on my YouTube page. <laughs> I just saw it this morning. I was like, why is this showing? It is so funny. He's just like doing fake street magic. Yeah. And it's like one take that they're doing this and it's all improv and they're doing like real fake magic tricks. Oh, but the funniest one. part is like the David Blaine guy looking at the camera every time something happens. <laughs> oh, too good. Uh... We could do this question every week as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Might be a new yeah. segment here. Yeah. Go through our favorite old viral videos. Yeah, we do it on Is This Good coming up with Jerome, by the way. Oh, you Excellent. Yeah, oh, that's why yeah. I just thought of it. Yeah. Well, what's yours, J.D.? I, mean, uh, I like the, I mean, I know it's fake, but the guy that farts into the Costco PA system, <laughs> it kills me every time. And there's various uh, versions of it. Like, yeah. just it's the same fart sound effect, but God damn it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one here. This is off the basketball court. This yeah. is all the way in Japan. A principal in Japan was arrested, interrogated, and fired from his job after getting caught stealing coffee. The scam worked like this. He'd pay for a medium, then pour himself a large. That's it. Pretty simple. <laughs> he did it seven times, making off with a total of $4.90 worth of coffee. Tell us about a time your punishment didn't fit your crime. <laughs> so, hold on. This guy was fired for this. He was fired. He was uh, publicly shamed. He had to apologize to the school. Oh, Lost his pension for less than $5 worth of coffee. Oh, my God. And all he did, like, it was uh, you pay at the cash, and then there's an automated machine, and he sneakily <laughs> hit the large, large instead of the medium. Oh, my God. Relax, uh, Japan. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, uh, I'm sure you've been punished for something that you did, but it didn't fit. Uh, so what was it, Skeets? I struggled a little bit with this one, yeah, but it's a, uh, one. It's a story I've boys. told. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a story I've told before. You know, we've labeled it the ski scandal of Talisman Mountain Resort. I've told the story where back in grade eight, ski trip with our class, um, you had to take the ski lesson. You had to pass it in order to get your your ski pass punched so you go on the bigger hills, right? Sure, of and You could hang out with your actual friends that could ski. I was not safety, a skier, yeah. Safety. Well, my buddy Grish and I, I hit an ice patch. I went down in that, you know, 
little lesson or whatever, the passing grade. Yeah. So they failed me. So I couldn't go on any of the rides for the rest of the day. Couldn't take the thing again. Just because I hit a ski, uh, an ice patch. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so what did we do? Well, somebody brought a hole punch and we just punched it ourselves. <laughs> Hitting those big Smart. mountains. Living it up. Loving life. And then we got caught. Ooh, and uh, we got punished. Uh, we got we had to just sit in the chalet for the rest of the day, and then we had <laughs> in-school suspension. Uh, it was the only in-school suspension I ever had. Um, only got one day, so it wasn't that severe. But come on, yeah, give come me a break. Let the boys ski. Let the boys, Let the boys ski. ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I also understand it, uh, liability sure. issues and all that. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it, my biggest thing was. Let me just take it again. Yeah. Like, you saw me. Ki- I was killing it. Right. I, I wiped out right at the end. Right at the end. I hit a nice patch. Of- and so anyway, that's... Uh, I won't go into the The ski scandal of Talisman Mountain Resort. <laughs> you were doing the pizza. Have you seen that viral video of the the dad following his his kid? And he's like screaming, pizza! Pizza! Because to do the, the, the snow plow. Right? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're just screaming down the hill. And he's like, pizza! <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tassie, when's the time you were, your punishment did not fit your crime? Well, I was at uh, Square One as a teen. Mm. Mississauga. Mississauga, baby. Square One. That's where everything happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got caught with friends. Smoking marijuana. Oh, <laughs> what? And uh, yeah, I can't even exactly remember if I did or if my just my buddies did, but I was with them, and hey. so we all got banned from Square One. Oh, uh, how old were you? Fifteen yeah. or oh, sixteen. Damn. That's prime mileage. Yeah, yeah, well, that's where it all happened. And so it was, but you could go back with a, a chaperone with an adult. But come on, that's not fun. Uh, so yeah, so it was, it was banned. Damn. What up with that? Um, that was just that was the place to be, and that's probably why I didn't see uh, Trace McGrady. Trace McGrady was just interviewed, and he said back when I was with the Raptors, I was going to Square One all the time. Oh yeah, I think I was going to a mall like forty minute, minutes from the <laughs> from the city, or like a good twenty five minutes, just hanging out. It's a the great mall. mall, though. And then went to Palladium as well, where I worked, and I can't believe I didn't see him. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, cool story, bro. Cool story. <laughs> That's so you've never been back to square one. Oh god, because you were banned for life. I haven't been back. Wow, less than a million times. I've There's a photo of a fifteen-year-old Taz. Does like the aging app just to keep track of what yeah. he baby looks like now? <laughs> well, they probably watch the show and like print out photos of them. Updated photos. Guy. Yeah. Is it still it's, open? Square one. Oh god. Yeah. 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 It's it's thriving. Be. Okay. It's I don't know if it is. I thought balls were dead. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Matt tells me that the malls are back. But anyways, uh, Trey. I got thrown out of a ghost tour once for asking questions. (laughs) Okay. Come on. At least not here. This ain't going to work. My only detention in high school was for throwing a bunch of stuff out the window when we had a substitute teacher. And honestly, I think probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably fair. Well, what was the biggest thing that got thrown out? Uh, Textbooks. Oh, okay. Uh, Several textbooks. Right. <laughs> but I think the snub, the sub was snitching. They uh, should let you do anything. Well, if you're a sub, like, usually, what do you care, man? Usually no rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you just open the windows and yeah, chucking? Well, yeah, you know, start with uh, start with planners. Start with the racers. Sure, yeah. uh, see what else you can throw. Done Apparently before, textbooks was too much. Were you on the second floor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, look, I actually think it was a fair punishment. Yeah. One detention. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, Sorry, Chernick. That's not bad. JD, anything for you here with this one? Uh, no. 
really. Every punishment I've got has fit most of my crimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. There it is. That's rapid fire. Not so rapid. Hopefully another classic, though. You tell us. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Join us on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, possibly on NBA TV, possibly on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> Possibly on YouTube. I know it's on YouTube. So come watch us call the College Park Skyhawks versus the G League Ignite team. Again, that's Sunday at 2. If you're a Survivor fan, check out No Buffs. That went up yesterday. Uh, Lots of fun talking about that episode. Otherwise, we'll be back on Monday here in the Classic Factory to uh, do winners and losers of the NBA weekend. So looking forward to that. Till then, Clipper Bros! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. I remember it's March. That's all I got. Brace the weekend, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.